Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Lisa Haggis. Lisa helps service-based entrepreneurs and small business owners position their businesses as one of a kind in their field for higher visibility, impact, and earning potential. Leveraging 18 years of experience in marketing, branding, and business strategy, she's committed to cracking the code on what makes a business innately interesting and worth mentioning. She's the founder of Realize Your Brand, a high-touch business consultancy that transforms growing businesses into standout brands. Thanks so much for joining me today, Lisa. Yes, it's such a pleasure to be here, Diane. Thanks for having Uh, me. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to have you here. And, and I want to start with like what may seem to you like a basic question, Um, (laughs) but but I, you know, I want an answer to it, which is what is the difference between marketing and brand? Yes. It's not, you know what? It is not an easy question. I think that um, the first thing to say is there is no right or wrong answer and you'll find lots of different answers out there. Um, So what I always like to offer is what I think is the most helpful way of looking at it, Um, especially for the business owner who needs to put themselves out there and market themselves. So in my books, um, I like to think of marketing as putting yourself out there to get seen, to get found, to make new connections, um, to grow your reach. And then, you know, take in that new interest into your business and turn it into something as kind of the process of sales. Now, I see branding as the stuff that happens before that. So it's like setting up the business itself so that it's interesting, so that as you go out there and you market yourself, you have offerings and messages and a unique positioning or mission to what you do that actually resonates with people once you get in front of them. Interesting. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, thank you. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, thank you. So now will you explain why good branding is so important for business success? Yes. Yeah. Well, my own story is I've worked, you know, I've worked in the marketing field for 10 years and 
often by the time clients came to me, they had already made a lot of really critical decisions about who they were as a business, Mm -hmm. like what their offerings were or who their client was, or even their core messaging, like their websites were done their, you know, their, uh, collateral, all of it was already done. And then they would turn to a marketing person to say, okay, get me out there and get people interested in my products. And what I faced was I like, I was kind of set up to be very limited in what I could do for these clients because they had offerings that were the same as everybody else's. Their messaging was the same as everybody else's. And so it was really like kind of tethering what was possible once, you know, with marketing or putting yourself out there because the business was either generic or a duplicate of what everyone else was doing. And they just hadn't done the work up front to make sure that their business was already unique or what I like to call like worth mentioning. That's so great. And so many, this is why we're having this conversation really, right? Because people don't realize that and they think that marketing alone is going to get them where they need to go. But that that's not necessarily true, is it? Exactly. Especially if you're working with a marketing person who isn't going to challenge you and say, hey, your offerings are generic or not unique or, you know, and so a lot of people, a lot of people turn to marketing agencies that will take them where they're at and at face value and try to do the best they can with an existing business. But the best thing to do is to build an interesting business. Yeah, I, I so agree with that. But but then, huh, so my question is, because <laughs> I think this is what people really struggle with, is what does it really take to create an interesting brand that's worth talking about? Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) Um, Okay. So there's, there's two things I want to say. The first is um, like, I've developed my own methodology around this because I'm so obsessed with it. Um, And what I actually call an interesting brand is a substantial brand. Um, And so what it takes is a brand that is multi-dimensional and the three dimensions that your brand must have in order to be truly, truly interesting are meaning, meaning that you connect with people on a heart level, that there's a bit of a soul or, or a purpose or a mission to your business, value meaning that you actually create incredible results and transformation for people with your offerings. And you know how to tell them about that value, about that transformation and then originality. So you have a unique approach and take on what it is that you deliver to people and you kind of step up with some innovation or a unique message around it that people haven't seen before. I see. I see that that is really interesting. So do you, see, I, I keep feeling like this is difficult for yeah. people to land on, right? That they, they default to the same sort of messaging that they think people want to hear instead of really turning it around and looking at themselves. 
Yes, absolutely. And I love that you used the word default um, because I really think that that is most often just what's going on is they're not even aware that they should be asking themselves the right questions. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So how do they get in touch with all of that? You know, what's really compelling about them and their business? Yeah. And so, and this is where it gets a little more actionable and less overwhelming (laughs) (laughs) is um, really what I love to share with people is the only thing that you need as a starting point to create an interesting brand or business is a strong and unique point of view. And so what you really need to get to are your, like your philosophies or, or beliefs around, you know, the transformation that you provide for people, but it could also even just be about life. It could be about your industry. It could be, um, you know, just your strongly held principles and opinions, um, that gives you the very heart, like the core of what your entire business can be built around to be a really unique and incredible business. Okay. I'm really glad that you sort of expanded that out to, you know, it could be about your industry. It could be about life. It could be about whatever. Cause I think that it makes it a little easier for people to, you know, really dig in and, and land on. Absolutely. And, and what I'll also share is that everybody has so much within them when it comes to this, this idea of like philosophy or point of view. Um, and some, and a lot of my clients originally think they don't, um, but like everyone has that. So, so there is nobody out there who owns a business who doesn't have what it takes to dig in, get their unique point of view and create an interesting business. Are there, uh, it feels to me like it, they, they have to be willing to like, be really honest with themselves about, um, what really matters to them, who they really are and that, and, and also who their audience is, is that realistic? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and so like, one of the things that I like to say is like, when you're going through a branding process, the very first thing that's going to change is how you see yourself. And because that same default behavior that happens when we're thinking, you know, when we're building a business and and thinking what others expect of us, we do that exact same thing to ourselves. And, And we have our own ways of how we think we should be or how we're trying to show up. And so, um, to create a brand that is really authentic and really, you know, unique and aligned to you, you have to shake that stuff off and you have to be really real with yourself. You, does your personality have to be the centerpiece of the brand? Absolutely not. And so, you know, I like, I'll just kind of share my personal journey around this because I know it will resonate with many, Mm -hmm. um, when I started branding like 10 years ago, when I, when I ventured in like out of marketing into branding, I thought like everyone else that it was about, you know, zeroing in on a piece of your personality and amplifying it and getting really big and larger than life with it. Um, 
and and I would like lead branding workshops and I would say what kind of cereal are you and you know and there is an element of your brand that is personality of course but the thing is our world is filled with people who are not larger than life personalities and also personality changes and so that's why I really wanted to find an approach that goes so much deeper and if you look at the brands we love out there um, thought leaders um, authors are really great to look at you can see that a lot of them are not the larger than life personality types but that they have a message that resonates and they are stepping up sharing their strong point of view in the world and that's what they become known for yeah, I think that is, that is a great point. It's interesting. When you said that, I started thinking about authors who I really like, and, and that is true with every single one of them. Absolutely. Like I, I always like to just pull out Brene Brown because, yeah. um, you know, she's just such a great example of like humility and she's got a sense of humor and, and, but it takes time to warm up to like, to really even get to see the nuances of her personality, but her message packs such a punch yeah. that she gets, she gets seen and heard and people share her message. Yeah. I feel the same way about Glennon Doyle. Yes. You know, just just totally authentic, humorous, you know, just really a person, not a big uh, celebrity personality kind of. Absolutely. The world's best known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. Imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner. Welcome to the Tech Entrepreneur on a Mission podcast. This podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about and keeps talking about and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. So we've given a couple examples of authors, but I'm wondering if you can give us some like real life examples of bad branding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, so something I'd like to share is that I think every brand has a bit of both. Um, like I, I wouldn't ever label, oh, this is a bad brand and everything they do is terrible or this is a good brand. Um, I think that every brand kind of has not great moments. Um, like I can, like I just shared one about myself. Like when I started out as a branding yeah. consultant, I was focusing on personality like everybody else. 
And so I was defaulting just like the rest of my industry, but I was lucky that I could feel that there was something more there and I pursued it and I became better and better at getting my clients the results I really wanted to get them. And so, um, you know, a lot of my clients come and they have an idea about who they need to be. Um, and that's, that's them being a bad brand, you know? <laughs> um, and, and that's why this is such an incredible journey. When you decide that it's time to level up your business and your brand, you can kind of look at the ways that you are holding back in your existing brand, because we are all doing it. Um, and so that's kind of a non-answer, but I, I really feel like we are so surrounded by amazing brands. And that's what I like to really kind of focus in on. And then I notice when I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm particularly in the online kind of service based business space. And of course I see a lot of people just heavily, heavily focusing on their personality. And I know that that's not going to last because like I said, we change and evolve and our personality does too. I think that is a huge point that keeps resonating with me that, yeah, that, yeah. you know, that changes. And so that is not the place where you want to have, you know, the focus. Mm -hmm. All right. So you like to focus on good brands. So do you have examples of good, <laughs> good brands? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, so I'm just actually reading a magazine right now that's talking about um, some of the, the great innovative Canadian brands. I'm Canadian. Um, and the one that it comes to mind for me is Shopify. Um, and so something that just really jumped out at me is, and this goes right back to this idea of having like a philosophy that guides the decisions you make in your business and that that's what makes you worth mentioning and makes you stand out. And so Shopify, for example, like when people talk about Shopify, um, they talk about their ethos, their philosophy, like um, they do not compete with their merchants. And if you look at their, the comparables out there, like the Amazons and they, yeah. they, they're taking a completely different approach because they believe in empowering their merchants and they like to call themselves merchant obsessed. Um, and you see it and you see it in the results of people love this company because of their point of view, because of what they stand for. That's a great example. Thank you. Yes. I, I love that company too. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. And I didn't realize that that was there. I mean, I don't use them, but, but that um, really makes sense to me. Now it feels to me like um, a when a company figures this out, it figures out, you know, this is who we are. This is what we stand for. This is what, you know, differentiates us, whatever it is that they, they have to really pay attention to that and make sure that they're staying within that lane because can it hurt them? It feels like it could really hurt them if they created this whole brand and then, but in their actions were deviating from it. Oh yes. Like a hundred percent. So when you like you, this cannot just be lip service. 
Um, and I think I'm really glad that you brought that up because once you get clear on your point of view and you become known for those ideas, you better be walking the talk. You better be seeing it through in your products, your services, your marketing, your client relationships, the way you treat your employees. Like it has to, it becomes kind of like your, the DNA or the filter through which every single decision you make in your business has to be filtered through that brand statement, that, that manifesto. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, so it, th that seems to me like, um, then it gives you real clarity because you can always, you know, if you're always, um, referencing back to that, it makes it easy to make certain decisions because it either tracks or it doesn't. Yes. Um, and, and then it just continues to build that brand and that awareness that, yeah, this really is who you are. Absolutely. Like when I first ventured into the branding world, something that really stuck out with me is, was a book I was reading, uh, talked about cranium, like the board game cranium. Uh -huh. Um, and, and, you know, they were quite innovative and different in the board game space. And one of their principles was that in everything they did, they wanted to make sure the customer got to be the star. Oh. And, and that's an example of like, they actually had a person whose job it was in that corporation. Um, and that was one of them. They had like three rules like that. I only remember that one that the customer had to be the star, but there were like three rules. And there was a person whose position it was to enforce those rules in everything they did. Wow. That is yeah. commitment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. And that's on a really large scale, but for a yeah. small business, you get to be that person who enforces your principles throughout your whole business. So you said earlier that, um, you know, one of the challenges when you first got involved in this is that, you know, clients would come to you and say they wanted you to get them out there, but it was already cooked. You know, yeah. the, 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 the pie, sorry, yes. pretty much done. And so you couldn't really. So if someone's listening and they're thinking to themselves, okay, well, you know, we, we've got everything set up. We've been motoring along as this, um, but we're not even sure if, if it fits with, you know, our core values or whatever it is, you know, our, mm -hmm. if it is a brand, um, do you have advice on like first steps they can take to start evaluating or creating or any yeah. of that? Yeah, well, I, I feel like the first thing I want to say is, you know, there might not be a problem. Like uh, you may have just without, you know, without going through this process, you may have created a business that is unique and that your offerings might create amazing results and you might not have a problem. Um, and so the way to know, you know, if you really need to kind of put your attention toward your brand um, is if you feel that you're not getting any resonance or any attention with what you're putting out there in the world, 
Um, if you feel as though you're chasing clients down and that they're not seeing why they should choose you, or if, if you're feeling like you can't even explain why they should choose you, um, then, then there's definitely something to look at, but I definitely, I don't like to like paint it with one big broad stroke and say, everybody needs to go right back to the drawing board. Um, there can there can of course also just be an evolution and your business is going to evolve anyways. And so within that evolution, you know, next time you feel stuck next time you feel that, you know, your offerings are not kind of getting the traction that you've been seeing, then it, it's a good time to start asking yourselves these more kind of brand strategy related questions and start shifting your brand towards something that's a little more legacy level, a little bit more, you know, world changing. And please don't say that what differentiates you is that you provide great customer service. <laughs> Well, exactly. That's, you know, that's that default thing again, right? Yeah. Like a lot of, and the other one that I always see is how much you care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that, you know, that kind of goes back to the, um, the idea of meaning value and originality, because how much you care is a value and there's a place for it in your business that people will appreciate it but it does not make you different. Yeah, right. That's right. Is it how that shows up, how that manifests itself that makes you different? Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. If it's manifesting itself in an interesting right. way. Um, right. But, you know, most of the time, uh, if you care a lot, it just means that you treat your clients really well, but many, many people do. <laughs> and so, you know, that's another kind of piece of advice I like to give. And what I see often is people are comparing themselves to their worst competitors <laughs> and saying, oh, you know, I care or I have great customer service, but you should be comparing yourself to your best competitors and see if those things still hold. Ah, boy, that, that is great advice. Wow. Wow, Lisa, I love this conversation. This is really um, so incredibly valuable for, you know, every small business owner out there should be paying attention to this. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Diane. It's just been such a pleasure. Absolutely. And will you tell the listeners how they can find you and, you know, anything you think they should know, please? Absolutely. Yeah. So you can find me. So my company is realizeyourbrand.com or that's my website, realizeyourbrand.com. Um, and you can find us on Facebook as well at Realize Your Brand or Instagram. And I just want to invite anybody who feels inspired to reach out and DM me on one of those social sites. Um, you know, let me know if you're in a place that you'd like to learn more about what your, where your brand can go and solidify your vision. Yeah, it's a great idea. We should all be doing that because, you know, if you're not getting the results that you used to get or that you were hoping for, it could be that you haven't really solidified your brand effectively. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right. Well, once again, Lisa, thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. 
Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.